show us your tips. Melbourne Cup preview show. Beaver, how are you? Very good, thank you, Adrian. Or Daggy. Daggy. As you're better known. Yes, occasionally. <laughs> uh, and our, well, we went straight to our special guest. So we've uh, what we've done tonight is we there's lots of preview shows out there for Melbourne Cup. We've seen them all runner by runner and this, that and the other and what it all means. We thought we'd solve the world's problems as I tend to do and come to the pub and work it out. Yes. So uh, I've called in my favourite pub confidant from the Footy and Frothies podcast to help us out. Barney, what's going on? Yeah, we've solved a few problems down here. <laughs> I don't know how big they were on the world scale. But <laughs> <laughs> big on your scale, mate. That's the main thing, right? We, we've created a few too, just quietly. But, you know, it's a different story. Probably more than yourself. <laughs> exactly. So what we're going to do here is hopefully run through every runner, have a bit of a chat and see what we think and where we're headed for Tuesday. Yeah, excellent, mate. Uh, great the the cup is around again and... Uh, Pretty ordinary field, to be honest. Um, but there's a winner there and we're going to find it and uh, hopefully something for the punters there. I hope so. I just quickly want to mention before we get into it fully, I want to just give a plug to uh, Kick Up Racing, kickup.com.au for everyone or your mates or your colleagues that want to have their one week a year where they virtue, you know, get their virtual signals on and want to tell us how bad racing is, to send them to kickup.com.au. They've dispelled lots of myths and uh, fake stats and all sorts of things. over. The, uh, they've just launched, but they've... A lot of the bullshit you see on social media, they're, they're going out of the way to dispel it. So check it out and uh, steal some of their stuff and share it on your posts and feeds and um, hopefully gets a, a bit of traction and we can create some uh, some better knowledge around the racing industry in general. But also we need to plug progroupracing.com.au and get the business out of the way first. Uh, they well, pay there is no myth... Daggy, is it, they haven't expelled the myth that me and you tip winners, have they? No, they have not. So we've gone all right. Again, we had a, a pretty decent day yesterday. Uh, how'd you finish up? Uh, in front. Yeah, had, a, good. had a quiet day. Um, took it easy early and flashed home late. I wish I win. Uh, mm. I was on and that was, I think, my roughie of the day. It was a roughie of the day. Esfera was yeah. a very nice finish as and well. That was your so best of the day, wasn't it? It was good uh, all the way around. So. Yeah. Uh, we and even made a little case for Manzois, I believe, in the preview. But we'll save all of that for the the actual preview show, which will follow this. We'll be in fine form by the time we get to the full preview. But anyway, uh, we've got to talk about the Lexus Melbourne Cup, which obviously is at Flemington. The rail's in a two-metre mark. going to be cold and wet, I believe. It wasn't too bad today, so about a yep. soft six track. The track played really well, um, better than, a, than the forecast heavy yesterday. So we'll see how that all pans out. Let's start and see how we go. We'll kick off with the top weight. Three o'clock start, 3,200 metres. I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to miss it. Right. Uh, perfect time for picking the kiddies up. But anyway, uh, that won't be my problem tomorrow. We kick off with the top weight gold trip, 57.5 kilos. Mark Zara, uh, the Ma Eustace team. Beaver, how's it going, this prep? Look, it's been consistent, this prep, um, and has run some nice races. Uh Steps out to 3,200 here with 57.5 for a horse that I don't think it's won in a while. Um, and it's won one race at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And over 3,200 for the first time. Uh, one race from 15 starts, uh, not for me. I can't believe it's $14. It's under. The, it's unders. Really? Yeah, 100%. It's okay. unders. What do you make of it, Mark? Yeah, exactly the same, to be honest. As, as Beaver said, coming in with one win out of your 15 career starts. Um, never gone too close to the distance either. Um, and it's going to be carrying the top weight in the Melbourne Cup. It's, it's going to struggle. I dare say it will struggle over the last four to 600 metres in this race. Fair enough. What did Maccabi Diva carry to win this race? 15 and a half, I think. Yeah, right. Someone tell me I'm wrong there. But this I feel like is, it's not. Yeah, this horse has got to carry 
Well, we, let, let's bef- before we go into this, let's just I know fifty-seven and a half. I should have fifty-three and a half. I know there's some horses down in a way to your allergy, but this is this isn't not a strong Melbourne Cup either. No. I don't make the case for it because I went back and thought the same initially, but I think it's going well. I thought it was almost a run in the race in the Caulfield Cup. It was fantastic. I think it actually just hit the lead and floated at the end there. They put blinkers on next start into the Cox Plate and then just had no luck, uh, cut back to the inside. It was actually quite a good run, uh, in, a, in a, I guess, which is more effectively a tick-over trial. I think it's a live chance. I think they've bought it for this race, set it for this race, and I think it's alive. The wet is a, is a tick, and I do think in a week field i'm going to entertain it so i'll go out and limb there and put my head on the chopping block um which is where i where it lives most of the time just us right <laughs> over there anyway we've got uh do us up next hugh bowman uh ed cummings going no good this prep yeah going no good this prep you know last prep was like a horse that you just wanted to be following but um it's shown nothing this preparation and would have to jump out of the ground to Obviously, win this again, probably at $23 under the odds, given the way its form's been this preparation. Um, yeah, look, I couldn't I couldn't have it at 23 bucks. I It's felt like, and I don't put up Lamey in one of those races, it felt like it's been almost a run behind every every race this prep. And I've just sort of been underwhelmed by it. I know it's, it's crossed the line with a few other chances here, but I'm happy to take it on. Barn, yeah, absolutely no interest for me whatsoever. Um, it's been, what, good six months, I think, in my opinion, since it's done anything <laughs> half decent on the track. So, Yep. Knight's Order, number three, Tim Clark for the Waterhouse Bot team. Interesting run here. So in terms of a map, all the pace is drawn out wide. Uh, the map I had, uh, we'll get to it officially at the end, but I have it sort of tracking across with Serpentine and perhaps even pushing on and finding the lead here. Yeah. It's won a Sydney Cup, a Brisbane Cup. I don't know how many have done the treble. It's probably been a few years since they have. Is it a live chance here? Probably big ass to come from gate 24 and lead all the way. Um, that, that, that was my thinking. I think it's been going good this prep. Um, I think it's got fitness on its side. All its runs have been good. You couldn't, you couldn't knock its runs and they've all been in group company. So that's, a, that's one positive for it. I just not sure that Knight's Order or any horse can come from gate 24, lead all the way 25 and a half, uh, 55 and a half. It'd have to be in an outstanding run. It's not might and power, you know. Yep. Style. Yeah, I, I think it'll give you a sight for a fair way around uh, around the track, but yeah, it'd be, I think it'll be weakening late. It may just, uh, you'd be, I think it's probably finished just out of the, the multiples and probably around the sixth, seventh mark. But. Yep. This is a better horse than I thought it was when I set it to do this race. I think this is an underrated horse. It's going to – the funny thing with the pace setup is it can become self-fulfilling in a way in that everyone inside will know that Serpentine in. and yeah. whoever else is coming across so they'll sit and wait. So they might get a slightly softer lead. I can't imagine being a soft lead because we know Melbourne Cup's all bar, you know, your, your Prince of Panzance ones there a bit um, – there, there's a lot of pressure. So I can't think it a soft lead. I think it can run – I can – see this giving you a sight. It can and, run well. And when a lot of horses are starting to drop off with 500 to go, it'll still be whacking away in front. Whacking away, it will. And if that's what you're after, this is um, perhaps one you can entertain here. And it does handle the sting out of the ground. And sting well. out perfect. Uh, it won the, a heavy 10 when it won the over the 3,200 last autumn. 
and I think it was similar up in Queensland. And um, running the Caulfield Cup was actually fantastic when I went back and watched it. The other downside is that it has five starts at this track and hasn't run a drum in any of them. Very well, very very hard track to to as we've said lead from the outside barrier all the way across. Any final thoughts on it? No, I've said what we've had to say. Interesting runner here, Montefilia, number four, Jason Collett, David Payne, five-year-old mare. I've talked myself back into a little bit here. Am I a mad bun? She's been one of my favourites for a very long time. But, again, another one I can't see being strong enough at the at the back end of this race. I, I think they'd really need to put a sleep, put it asleep for a good um, three quarters of this race for her to be able to uh, figure in the finish. I think she, she's going to um, finish just outside the, those multiple numbers again. Genuine chance for me. Um, I think it's been given a good prep. Um, slightly disappointing two starts back when they backed it off the map, but Cascadian put it away and Cascadian was flying and it was a very, very heavy, heavy track there. So I was willing to forgive that and its run last start in the Caulfield Cup was outstanding, got well out of its ground and um, was probably finishing one of the best in that field, um, to be honest. Uh, so I think that sets up for this. And horses that come from 16th, 14th on the turn and finish fourth in Caulfield Cups generally do run well in a Melbourne Cup. It is a good form line, um, that type of form for here. We know it's a good horse. Um, can it run the 3,200? Time will tell. But gate 11's a good draw. Uh, it's got a good jockey aboard and fourth up this prep, so it has had the right preparation. So Montefilia definitely in my numbers. I agree, uh, and we're under the race in the Caulfield Cup, I think. And if you look at through, of, she's a very elegant in this race. I think she's the best Australian train horse here. Yep. Uh, four-time Group One winner has won a Metro Paranvert and a couple of the shitty three-year-old races, flight and whatever else. But uh, did some good stuff, including beating very elegant over the, at Wait for Age um, last prep. And that, yeah, if you if you forget the Cascadian run which Cascadian's absolutely flying and I assume it's coming down for Champions Day. We'll get to that later in the week. If you uh, can be forgiving there, the other two runs have been great and I think is – I agree with you. I think it's a live chance. I think it's the best of the local chances and uh, we'll be investing there. Number five is Numerian for Annabelle Nisham, Tommy Berry. Uh, on Pacer, Stable tell us it loves the wet. I don't know if that's particularly played out a lot in terms of wins but does get through it quite well. 70 to 1, going to be up there. Probably gets the right tag. Does have probably the in best, the closest inside draw of the on-pace runners. So she would be able to cruise through and find a decent enough spot. That all being said, is there any interest in it? Fine. Absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> it's probably uh, running better than it has any time during its career, but I, I think it's out of its um, out of its gr- grade in this one. Yeah, sweet FA for me as well. Um yeah. 2,000 metre horse in a 3,200 metre race. Yeah. We get to the internationals without a fight for Simon Ed Chrisford. Buick on gate 18, 55 and a half. I, the more I look back at through the replays, I got keen on this. Um, lightly raced Stayer will eat up the 3,200, I think, and gets a great tag across from that pace from the outside. Should be able to find a running line position, I think. And it was a nice resumption. Overseas and two very nice wins over 2,700 in June and July back there. I think this is a really live chance. And as we're going to get through as we get through this, I'm going to take the opinion that end of the day this is a weak Melbourne Cup. So anything coming over here from 
overseas is going to be a red hot chance in this. So at the eleven dollars, ten bucks, keen. Bar? This will probably be my biggest play in the race, to be honest. Uh, from what I've seen, it's spent its entire career running up and around the the distance, um, and it's done it quite well on over in uh, you know over overseas. So as long as it's travelled well over here and it's um, it parades well on Tuesday, I'll probably be making a big play and putting this on top for me. Beautiful. Yeah, I agree with Barnes and yourself. I think. Um it's a genuine proven stayer uh, over the distance. Uh, it's got great form over over in those tracks in group company. Um, this is the type of horse that does come here to, to cups and runs well. Um, I think it can run well. It's got the top European jockey on board. Buick is is an outstanding jockey. Um, can win on a rocking horse. So, um, Where was he on Saturday? Uh, How good was Jamie Spencer on Saturday? We'll get to that later. This, this guy can ride, so yeah, he can. Um, <laughs> if he's on the right horse and this horse is is right to go, uh, it's a real live chance. And you know the weight's no problem. It's last start it carried sixty two and a half, so it's got a seven kilo um, pull in its weights there. So uh, this is the lightest weight it's probably carried in a long time as well. Good chance, ten dollars, about right. Number seven, Kamora for the Hayes boys. Ben Mellon takes the ride, fifty five kilos. Six-year-old gelding coming over from Ireland as well. I I had this lined up as sort of the the weakest of the international chances, and but that said, it did win the the Curra Cup, which Twilight Payment and Rekindling have come through through the past as a lead-up. Uh, resumption was well, got beaten by some really good stayers, but in the Irish St. Ledger, but didn't see a great deal. I want to take out of it. Uh, of all the internationals, the one I'm happy to go around, and it's well, looking at it's 50 to one, so I suppose everyone agrees. But yeah, exactly the same here, mate. I, I don't know very much about it to be honest. Um, apart from what you've just rattled off there, so I'll probably be leaving it Had well and truly alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the same, except that sometimes these stayers, you might want to throw them if if you're having a first four or something. You yeah. might want to throw this in at 50s. Yeah. Um, because they can jump out of the ground, and these are the ones that tend to pop up. So I'm not I'm not overly keen on it to win the race, but I wouldn't leave it out of my multis, given that it's not a strong field and it's fifties. Doville Legend is number eight, fits the profile. Karen McAvoy uh, and John Ferguson. As I refresh my screen, uh, fits the profile of the four-year-old. You know, four-year-old up-and-comer that comes over for this race, as does one we'll get to later. Uh, his favourite, forms on the board. How he's lining this up, Beaver? Yeah, look, it looks it looks to be the clear on top pick, right? If you're looking at the way that the race is set up, you look at the, the quality of the horses here and this is this is a certainly a quality overseas stayer. It's uh, lightly raised four-year, four-year-old. Um, this sets up perfect for, perfectly for the cup. Um it's drawn well in nine. It's got the right draw. McAvoy, we know, um, can ride a winner over on Cup Day. I'm really keen on this. I think it's uh, definitely in one of the the serious live tr- chances that I've got in in my numbers. So uh, good, good overseas horse, um, and obviously, unfortunately, lofts out and it's price halved um, once that happened, mm. uh, which makes three fifty a little bit skinny yep. in the Cup. It won't be three fifty. You'll get five, six bucks. You no reckon? Melbourne Cup favourite starts. 
what it is now. What it is now. Yeah. Because all the money is going to come in from everyone else. The exchanges will push out just as a result because the tote's so big. Yeah. You'll get five or six bucks for this. And at that price, it's about. I saw someone potting at the price. It won't be 350 Yeah. I don't think Maccabi Diva in his last her last one cut was three fifty. I could be wrong. Yep. She well, might have been. She might we'll be. see. Um, she did remember. Mm. I was in high school. It, it may well be that this field is so weak that that happens and it'll know. take a, a lot of professional money yep. to make this three fifty on the day. Okay. I suggest. Take your word. I've been wrong before. Once about <laughs> ice path. But let's not talk about it. <laughs> All right. Varney. Yeah, absolute deserved favourite and. Um, the only reason I put it second as my um, the way I'm going to be sort of structuring my bets on the day is because of the price. So, um, if it gets out to five or six dollars, it, it may became may become the biggest bet that I have on the day. So, um, definitely an absolute live chance, and probably the one that I think will will probably be winning the race. But just on price, I've gone with um, without a fight. So. And Karen McAvoy, no issues in a, in a Melbourne Cup. No, absolutely not. Money's issues. on; he'll be right. So, if the money's on, he'll be right. Well, the mate, I shouldn't say it that way. <laughs> Karen's a respectable jockey, riding for a big prize in a Melbourne Cup. He's, what's he on, two now, two or three? He's, yeah. He'll, yeah. He's, he knows what he's doing on a horse like this. In cups. Stockman, the winner of the St. Ledger last month, or oh, two weeks back, in fact, had the, <laughs> a massive barrier trial run on Saturday uh, behind Star of India. Inside gate, Sammy Clipperton, Joey Pride. Any chance here, Beaver? Uh, sneaky chance. Sneaky chance, Stockman. Um, as you said, it was only a bar- barrier trial on on the weekend and it was a nice little one. Uh, finished off okay over the 2,000, carried 59 and a half um, and, and hit the line okay, I thought. Uh, and the start before that at Randwick over the 2,600, it, it was never going to lose that race. Uh, and I was on it, so I was happy. <laughs> um, 54 kilos, uh, gate two, it'll sit handy and... I think it can, yeah, I'd throw it into me multis for sure. Barney? Yeah, I think it's definitely an each-way bet. I think it's probably in um, some of its better form of its career um, up to date. And um, I don't don't mind the way it has been finishing a, a couple of races recently. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be having an each-way bet on Stockman. Not just at the stables, absolutely on fire at the moment. Doesn't matter. Yeah, so, um, Joe, Joe Pride going well. Um, I agree with what you said. I think... Uh, one for your multiples that can potentially run to a third or fourth if you're looking to, to play a wide first four. Uh, that said, I can't see anyone with Arapahoe form winning a Melbourne Cup. Um, so don't think it's a winning chance, but definitely one that might still be bobbing away up on the inside over at the end of the trip. The 2019 winner, Vaughn Declare, has, uh, is back here. Blake Shin and Danny O'Brien Barn. Any interest here? Yeah, it's been mixing. I believe you had a an investment on it back when it won. I did. I did. Yes. No. <laughs> Apparently, everyone did but me. It's like everyone backed um, Prince of Penzance at you. I didn't. But no. <laughs> no <laughs> not no, everyone. Did I. <laughs> but I did back round to Claire. Um, anyway. Definitely an interest. I think uh, obviously form hasn't been great, uh, especially in last year's Melbourne Cup after winning it in 2019. But you know that um, the distance is – it can run the distance – it's. Uh, I think the last two runs have been more of a warm up rather than trying to win the races that it was uh, that it was been placed in, and I think uh, you'll see it flashing home again as it did in 2019. Maybe not win the race, but be up in the that bunch at the end. I actually think, uh, well, two things in its favour. One, I think this is the best prep it's had since then, and it gets Blake Shin, who's probably the second best jockey in Australia right now. 
seems to be controversial there. Uh, I think he's riding absolutely on fire, especially in Melbourne. Dan, Dan playing reserve grade down there with J-Mac. But um, I think he – this is a live first four chance. Do I want to back it? No. I think it's in his best form. has been, but it is threes between wins and that says something. So that's all we need to say about it. Anything you want to – Oh, a bit the same. You're right. I think it's – it's last four starts have been pretty consistent and the better, best form it has been in. Um, but as you said, been a long time since winning. So for me, again, if you haven't won for that long, 23s is under. Ray, uh, number 11, Damien Lane for Danny O'Brien. Again, young Werther, the Tavistock five-year-old. I woke up to a random message at a on Sunday morning. It just said young Werther from Barney. It so was meant to have talk, a crying face oh, next to okay. <laughs> Talk me through that. What, what was that about? It's too quick. Barney's gone too quick again. It was meant to have a laughing emoji next to it because I can't see this getting anywhere near the top 15 in this race, yeah. to be honest. I think it'll be finishing well and truly at the back at the back of the pack in this one. All right, Beaver, I'm expecting you to tip this in. <laughs> I've given up, and that's probably that's yeah, it was a what, only what 785 <laughs> days too late. Yeah. That's probably a danger, but I've given up. No chance, and makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it make you nervous? It's like it's the ex-girlfriend that's come back to take the weight off the back. Right. Right. Yeah, it's probably going to make a joke of me. <laughs> Fair enough. We're up to number 12, Craig Williams and uh, the Waterhouse bot team with Hu Yamal, the four, another four-year-old here, the only other four-year-old in the race, unless there'll be someone down the bottom. Uh, yeah, come over with the international form again. We've spoken about that. Your opinion here, Beaver? Yeah, interesting runner. Um, uh, not overly keen on it. Can't even say the name, let alone back it. But uh, <laughs> look, it's in the market. It's... Um, Bit, bit fancy there around the $16 mark. It's Waterhouse. I can see this starting half the price because it's Waterhouse. Not half the price, but starting shorter. Yeah. They know the stable have an opinion of it. They're quite happy. To, they bought it for 1.2 million guineas um, and they've got a wrap on it. It did cross the line, in fact, with uh, the favourite a couple of runs back and then it resumed on a track they said it didn't handle before coming here. So fits a profile for the last, what has it been, five years. You want the four-year-old. Up yep. Northern Hemisphere, four-year-old coming here. Um, he's always going to give you a sight. Uh, I will probably myself save on it. I can see this maybe being a Fiorente style where it has a run here, runs well, and then gets her claws into it for for a year and gets it ready and cracking for, for next spring. But uh, let's see yeah, how, how it stacks up there. Pan? I agree with everything you guys have said. I, I know very little about this one. Um, I've spent a little bit of time looking at it, but... If it's crossed the line in the in a bunch with Deville Legend, then it's um, probably worth an each way bet at uh, the price that it's at. So, anything else? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's certainly one for the multiples. Thirteen Serpentine in the well, these colours know how to win a Melbourne Cup, that's for sure. And certain, the six-year-old son of Galileo for John Allen and Robert Hicknott and the Lloyd Williams team. Any interest though, Barn? Uh, not for me. I'll be leaving it out well and truly. Yeah, same for me. Um, improved run last start against Surefire, but uh, nah. Thanks for coming aboard. It does have the look. It does have the quick backup from Saturday, the on pace blowout run, which is a big play for the Williams team. Should have kept going on Saturday. Might have still won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just keep going for today. <laughs> yeah, keep, yeah. keep going for Tuesday, mate. Uh, 
<laughs> the pace is a concern. I think it can be, it's going to be. Like it's going to have night well. tour to breathe down its neck the whole way, and it'll put it. They might put both out of play, or it'll put it out of play. Would need to be an incredible, you know, Twilight Payment style ride to, to do any better. Number fourteen, Dakwi, uh, was it Dashwin Sweet Junior, Daniel Moore, Philip Stokes, Beaver. This is a horse you seem to be a fan of. What do you think? Ah, uh, mate, not in this company, and uh, just plotting this preparation. So I think it's got its work cut out for it here. Um, it'll need a massive form turnaround, and you know, it whacks away. But yeah, I can't see it winning this. Did win the Adelaide Cup over 30 to 100 metres for those that want to look for that sort of thing. Then got spaced by Knight's Order over 32 in Sydney. Barn, any, any comment? No, no comment from me, mate. Uh, it, it, as you said, it's has had some form over 3,200 metres, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere quick enough to get close to the, the winners in this one. No, nah, needs, needs to lift. <laughs> Grand, needs to lift. <laughs> <laughs> Grand promenade for Harry from Gate 1, Mara and Eustace. Lightly raced seven-year-old. Any interest from you boys? The same as the last one, I think. Um, it's probably the way last, we're heading for the rest of this car. Last preparation, okay. it was flying and head leading and kicking and going well, but uh, we haven't seen that form this preparation, which is a shame. The best you can say is the inside gate perhaps helps here and uh, and it may be bobbing away, but I, I've taken the opinion overall that anything that got smacked by Francesco Guardi at the Valley, uh, I'm not considering here. So uh, that's going to... Tick off a lot of these. Number 16 is Arapaho coming down from Sydney for Bjorn and Rachel King. Any interest? No, well, Stockman beat at home quite convincingly, didn't it? Not that long ago, so I can't see it getting close to him. Probably go closer to last than first. Did beat Francesco Guardi <laughs> a few runs back over 2000. Uh, this is, a, this is a, a solid Wednesday horse, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I don't see this figuring in this race. Um, lucky to have got a start, I guess. Best of luck to Connections. Number 17, <laughs> Emissary. <laughs> Number 17, Emissary. Uh, 30 to 1, bolted in a Jean Club on a, a quite dry track. Loses uh, Bichin for Paddy Maloney. Inside gate for Mike Maroney. Did beat Shawfire, who we saw win on Saturday. Any opinion, Barn? No, not at all. Um, another one that I think will be in the last couple over the line. Beaver. I think I'll do a bit better than that. Um, I don't think it's the worst in the world horse in this race. Uh, I, th- I, I almost feel like form. if it was a dry, if this was a dry, I think the dry is the key. Yeah. If this was a dry track, I'd be keen. I've got a feeling it might be because yeah, okay. that you saw the kickback on that dry. I thought Geelong was quite dry there. Yeah, it was, and that might be the key to it. Yeah, and I thought I thought its other runs would have been okay, and it finished off like Geelong Cup form can be really good for for, for a, a long time. Cup. It was the form, yeah, it was the form. So it's got a lightweight. Um, it if it runs a distance, it could be whacking away at the end, and certainly one that I wouldn't leave out. So I'm okay with a mystery. I think it's mm-hmm. not not the worst bet in the world. I probably won't have any money on it, but if you liked it, go for your life. Goes in my quaddy. Put it that way. Oh, you'll have 18 in your yeah, body. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> will I have Luna Flair? No, I will not. Uh, Dad won this race a decade ago for Luna Flair. Number 18, Mickey D, Graham Begg. Comes through the Francesco Guardi form line, including when the Bart Cummins for a start here. Do we do we have any interest in this horse? It whacks away, but uh, not for me. I'll probably put it in my multiples. 
just as an outside bet, but yeah, I don't think it'll be winning. I think it's unders at 19s. I think it should yeah. be more closer to the 30s or 40s, like a misery in those horses. I don't think it's any better chance than those. As I've already said, I'm against the I'm against the Francesco Guardi lead up, given how he got smacked by we know Francesco from from Sydney, um, and maybe it's improved. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be against it and all the horses around it, including number 19 uh, Smoke and Romans started favourite in the Caulfield Cup. Some people said it was unlucky. I watched it back again today. I didn't really see it myself. Um, yeah, I might be wrong. Jamie Carr. Gate 16, Mara and Eustace right stable. I felt like I feel like this is a very good 2,000 meter horse that it almost didn't run the trip at, uh, at the Caulfield Cup, and I can't see it ran a trip at 3,200. My opinion, Barn. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. To be honest, I can't. I can't. Nothing else I can say that you haven't. No, I'll be chucking it in. Um, I didn't think it was unlucky in the Caulfield Cup, but I did think it got cluttered up. It didn't like being crowded. Um, and then probably just chucked it in a little bit there. Um, I think, and and I did think it did get held up a little bit when it did want to make its run. Um, whether it would have won the race, don't know. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't ruling it out based on that run. I didn't think it was the worst run. I don't think okay. it was the best run either. That others were saying oh, I probably should have won the race. Not so sure about that mm-hmm. either. Um, but I think it could have finished closer if it had a little bit more luck and running. Um, and it wasn't the worst run out of the Caulfield Cup. So they, those yeah. horses, you know, it was – before that it was, it was going really well and it was was favourite for the Caulfield Cup for a reason. So I think around the $20 mark, $25 um, worth throwing in. Number 20, Charlie Rose, gate 22, Dean Yendall for Simon Wilde. It's beaten home a grand total of five horses in his last three starts. Do we need to talk about this? Nope, nope. Alrighty. <laughs> Good luck to connections. <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty-one point in the pan. And if you're going to back it, Good money's confetti. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we said that, um, ice bath one in Group One. But anyway, uh, Wayne I didn't Lord. Say it was confetti. No. <laughs> point in the pan's up next. Let's move on. Point in the pan. Wayne Lorden for Rob Hickmont and the Williams team. I think six months ago we would have had this well and truly in discussions. Yeah. Has it come back? Hasn't come back. It's a shame because I would have had it in in discussions. I like I, I like the horse. It was excellent last preparation, and thought I tipped it first up this prep, and it just it stopped like it was snipered, and um, they never got the bullet out for the next race. So <laughs> we probably should we're probably getting trouble for talking about bullets in the on these shows. So. <laughs> um, yeah, the, look, <laughs> tricky one because it's it fits it fits the mold. Four starts from it'll be its tenth. Uh, four wins from its tenth start this time. This would be it. This would have been its absolute goal from last um, May. Can I completely ride it off? Maybe does get the perfect run on the back of the speed there, tagging across. Nah, taggy. No good. Nah. Okay, Barn, can you make a case? A completely different horse from uh, its last preparation. At its absolute best, it could probably be one for the you know the back end of the multiples. But I'll be leaving it out. Number 23, high emotion. I actually got a little bit tangled up with this one here. 22. Uh, 22, sorry. Teddy Nugent for Marin Eustace, winner of the Benigo Cup and winner, uh, winner a few weeks back at Flemington. Comes through the Lunar Flare form line. Is there any interest at all? Uh, a tad. Mm. A tad. I, 
I think it's it's going okay. Um, this is a tough horse. Tough, tough. It was a good win at, at Bendigo. Um, and Port Phillip's not the worst horse in the world. And then before that, did finish behind Luna Flair and didn't quite show much. So maybe not a tad. <laughs> no, well, actually, maybe I'm just what, a bleep, what do you flipping think? idiot. What do you think, Brian? I think it's probably slightly overs. I think it could probably be around $25 to $28 rather than out the 35s and 40s. But, um, yeah, it, it'll run around and finish midfield somewhere, I would imagine. It it piqued my interest. in. I had zero interest when I started looking at this race, only because I did like to win at Bendigo. I have a bit of an opinion for Port Phillip. I think wet's the key. If it is a complete wet, it is going to be – it will give you a sight. Do I reel on a back it? No, do I back it? No, but am I scared of it? A little bit too. It's a hard. I, I, I haven't quite got made around her of all horses, and what to do with her. Um, that was a little bit the same, like you just saw. Uh, maybe I, and, yeah, and no. you know, there's always that. <laughs> you know, there's always that sneaky one that runs third or fourth just to runs make the exotic pay ten grand. And this is, I think, this might be. She might be the one. Down in weight, et cetera, et cetera. No. Number twenty three interpretation again. Five year old Galileo. <laughs> Froggy and Mara and Eustace being an absolute gunner, gunner, gunner all prep. Is he gonna? No, it's not gonna. Had enough? Had enough of it. Complete, <laughs> had enough of it. Uh, apparently pulled up lame out of that um, Geelong race. I read here. Didn't get to that. Um, so Luna Flair, we're penning. Yep, has already been owned by High Motion. We can move on. Under the odds, actually, at 50s. <laughs> so, and what do we do with the last Damien Thornton for the Friedman team? Realm of Flowers, six-year-old man. It's now been two years between drinks, but uh, was very, very brave in the tats and very brave running third, three wide in the Metrop, scratch from Saturday to be safe for this. Uh, is it a chance? I think it's a chance. I think 11 to 1 is unders. I think it should be more 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it's a chance. Um, as you said, it's been a long time since drinks. But it has run well these couple. It was this is a weird. Bright. It's one that it's, it's a weird. It's, it's a, a weird horse that's just spruked. It's a horse that never wins, but everyone yes. always tips it and spruks it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not the worst horse in the world, and you know, like back in October last year, ran what six behind Grand Promenade, and uh, flew home in that. Um, so it has had an okay preparation here, and and as you said, was brave, but elevens. Shows how weak this field is. I Twenty six bucks. I'd be interested. Eleven dollars. Yeah. Not interested. Yeah, that's simple yeah. way to look at it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> it's a very good way to look at it. To be honest, I, All right. I think it'd be one that you want to um, keep in the multiples because I think just it seems to be in better form than it has for a while, and it's one of those ones that could just jump up and bite you and make you miss if you if you leave it out of your top four. But it'd be lucky to scrape into four. I think. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right, so what's it all mean now we've uh, had a bit of a chat about how they line up and we'll barn on our – for 30 weeks of the year we sit at this table and do a punning disaster class. We may as well do one for the <laughs> Melbourne Cup as well. How are we going to – who are we backing tomorrow, Beaver, and how are you going to uh, spend money on maybe a th- trifecta in a first four to, to make some money for the day? Yeah, my top three picks are number eight, Duvu Legend, uh, number four, Montefilia. And number 19, Smoking Romans. Mm. And my boxed... I'm for, surprised. You'd, like, you've fallen in love with Smoking. You're against it. Right. The I just Caulfield thought it Cup. was unders in the Caulfield Cup. Yep. Um, 
It has been a horse that I... did have the SP and everything, yeah. Yeah, so I just thought it was unders and I was proven right there. But I just... I wasn't disappointed with its run in the Caulfield Cup. I think it can still run well in this. Um, My first four, uh, which I would box up, I would have number eight, Uville Legend. Number six, Without a Fight. Number four, Montefilia. Number 12, Who Your Mal. Number 19, Smoking Romans. Number 10, Vow and Declare. And number 17, Emissary. Barn, what are you doing on Cup Day? Um, yeah, as I mentioned, I think Without a Fight will be my uh, my top bet in this race. Uh, Doville Lenjard is probably the deserved favourite, so you can't leave that one out either. And then I'll be coming back to um, probably Vow and Declare as my third best bet in this race. Just more on the price and, you know, that it, uh, it, it can come home. It, uh, whether it peaks... I'm looking for it. To, obviously, looking for it to peak in this race. Um, being set for it all year. My um, box first four. I'm going to go with uh, without a fight. Doville Legend, Vow and Declare. I'm going to throw in Realm of Flowers just because I think it might be one that you can't leave out. Who Yamal and uh, Montefilia. Yeah, I've uh, I've got without a fight on top as well. After it's all said and done, I think it will get through the ground. I think it's the best stayer. It's going to run well here from Doville Legend. Uh, you get a better price and can back it. You've covered that off quite well. Montefilia, best of Australian chances. And I am going to stick with Gold Trip. I think it's going quite well. Uh, the stable know what they're doing when it comes to grand final time. I think it's going to run well. Uh, in addition to those four, I will add in Hu Yamal Emissary. And uh, realm of flowers, possibly high emotion, into my yeah, it's about an eight into my first four, and hopefully feel them a whacking way at the end of the thirty-two hundred meters. Good job, boys. Well okay. done. It's our uh, cup preview. Beaver's nearly fallen asleep. Not at all. You were just fucking boring me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what so, you said that last bit. You're so just speaking out the absolute gibber. He's about to stick on because we're about to look at the rest of the card in the other show. We do this. Uh, Basically 52 weeks a year for midweek and Saturday shows. We've had a fair track record over the last three years in finding winners, Beaver. Uh, paid off the paint of your house this week, which is nice. So I did it myself. How is that paying it off? Well, you paid for the paint, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> you create out of ochre or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. All right, <laughs> you, all right we're going. Like right. It's yeah, This has been Show Us Your Tips. We're here all the time. <laughs> We're going to do another preview show in a minute. Subscribe. Check out progetracing.com.au for everything you need to know up there. And uh, we'll talk soon, guys. Bye-bye. Beautiful.